a side-by-side comparison of the Bills and Sabres. Oh, fuck! I'm having a bad trip! We're having a bad trip! I think we are tripping. Isn't this great? My side's so much scarier than yours. Oh, shit. Your trip sucks. You should come over here. It's way better. Okay. Ah, some kind of weird split screen! Hey, what's going on, Table Breakers? Welcome to another episode of Crippling Mediocrity. We got a loaded episode for you today. But before we get to the good stuff, we like to bring the bad news out first, just to get it out of the way, and then we'll end on a positive note. Um, the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, I mean, go ahead. You know, just go ahead, guys. You're, go ahead, Mr. Positivity. There's no, there's, it's, not, it's not as bad as you think. No, there's we did, no, we no. Did, no, guys. We did this for the Bills during the Bills season, and the Bills ended up being really good. We said the sky wasn't falling a bunch of times during the year. The sky's falling right now on the Sabres. Oh, no, no. Here, no, 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 here, no. Hang on. No, no, no. I have an objection. I have an objection to that. Brand, Brandon Bean's qualified. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Okay. To be fair, at that time when to we said fair. that. To be fair. To be fair, at the time we said that, the sky was Kind of falling because there was a lot going on with the Bills season the Bills. in regards to, but with the Sabres right now, the sky is already falling. Um, it's dead. Um, in your analogy, um, we said that after they lost to the Chiefs and and uh, Titans, the last year's AFC Championship back so, to I mean, back. I don't. I don't think the sky after was, a weird COVID do you week. Remember yeah. that people were going nuts. That was yeah. crazy. I mean, and this the, those are the first two losses. <laughs> and the then, Bills are fine, well, and, the, and then they essentially won out. So so <laughs> the Sabres, no, and, no. What I'm trying to say is that the, there's no sky. It's dead. That's it's fine. the apocalypse. That's, you know, that's fine because you know why? Got to build because it up. Got to build up. You know, train it. Tra- they just t- Taylor Hall was um, a big mistake signing. Um, I mean, I I, w- I loved it at first, but you know what? No, I, I think they're playing better without his, him. Let's call a spade a spade. Taylor Hall's a piece of shit. He, he no, he broke he broke my little heart. Yeah, he we, we defended this guy. We made him want, you know we wanted him long term. This and that. And this asshole, we could have got two, two literally, potentially first round picks and shackled Kevin Adams. He literally used the Sabres just to get to Boston. That's yeah. just, you, you know what? As a buff, as a Buffalo sports fan, he used Buffalo to get to Boston. That that, that kind of grinds my gears a little bit. And then when you dig deeper in it, the asshole only had eighteen goals in hundred and two games. So Taylor Hall is not even that good. I honestly think once Eichel was out, he's like, ah, I'm out of yeah. here. Yeah. And one and then Kruger getting fired was the icing on the cake because his buddy was gone. He was probably. Oh. What? So two, so a guy who underachieves on the ice and a guy who doesn't know about shit while coaching the game, he really like each other. Who'd have fucking thought? Well, I mean, yeah, I mean they were together back in what 2013, and yeah, look how yeah. that happened. Yeah, a nice Stanley Cup run they had over there. <laughs> um, Edmonton hasn't had too many of those, anyways. Yeah, but um, you know, but um, yeah, I mean on a positive note, um, team's playing with 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 a little more heart. I see since uh, the, the coach. Well, team. obviously, Sabres fans really have little to no standard because if they play with just a little bit of freak, if they play with a little bit of heart, then like, oh my god, well, everything's just fine. Well, yeah, but you need to look at the big listen, picture, here, buddy. People, there's people that were last night were all fired up about Tage Thompson getting that fight. That dude got a fucking knuckle sandwich. Um, he got rocked. They 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 don't have anyone on this team healthy because I, I think I think Jake McCabe could be uh, on. Um, an unsung dude in that department. Stop. Stop. But they have no one on this team that could play with, with a little fight. Our best guy that can fight is down in Rochester, Picar. He's probably the best fighter because look what he did in the developmental camp. Fucking rocking dudes. So Well, bring him up here in the fall. There's no oh, need to bring well, him up. Well, I think we'll see him before the end of the season. We are in the final stage of typical Sabres season. It goes. Make a run? It goes. High expectations to start the season. Oh my God! What the hell's happening? Holy shit! Let's tank and trade everyone to. Oh hey, we got some promise. Even though we're eliminated, let's have a nice run in April, and we're probably going to be good next year. Wash, but, rinse, repeat. But let's be honest. This April is different. This is the most young talent we've seen up here ever. I've never seen this much young prospects yeah, up here I, at I, one I, given time. So this actually is exciting to see kind of where these picks that we've had for the last six, seven years are what they're finally doing. I we've we are a player pro podcast, and I still am pro player, and all these players. I just I don't know why I should just be compelled to trust the organization to be like oh we're gonna do everything right this time. Yeah, if only they. It's like Sabres fans are just like oh it's just 
they, they have no reason to believe. No, I there's don't. they have no reason to believe. Prove it to us. Prove it to us. Come on. No, no I understand. Like, it's the same thing every single. What they're saying. I, I I understand. I don't agree with it at all. No, I don't agree with it, but I understand it because the last ten years has been maybe at the last ten ever since Ico's been here. There's been that like when you get to like the summertime, you like they have they they have the potential, but you know I think compared to previous years, I feel they're in a better position because. Um, I don't all so. the players that are looking good are players that were drafted and developed by the organization. Because all the draft, all the free agent signings they had last summer, like Stahl is gone, Hall is gone. Both weren't even that good of a signing. Lazar is gone. Lazar is gone, and he wasn't even a, a draft. They signed him two years ago. We traded for Stahl. That was stupid. Yeah, that, yeah, that was well, that. Like also with Kevin Adams, where like the, this team clearly had holes that they just didn't even address. Like look at the goalie position; they just they had they could have done that for months and they didn't do anything. I think they, they're going to address in the summertime. I think I just, they didn't because they only had like three hundred k in cap space. They had ten months to figure it out. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying. So um, Patter, right now, the fuck out. right now, with if you give me a uh, a GM rank for Kevin Adams right now through what he's done since the summer to now, I'd give him like a C, like a C plus, and I think that's being nice. That's, that is being nice. That's, that's, that, that's very nice. Um, yeah, you're welcome. Um, so it's not all it's not all terrible though. It's not. Oh, okay. How do you guys feel about the hiring of Jason Camarnos? Well, anyway, before we get before there. we get to that, I want to say this. Yeah, they're playing better, and yeah. Um, Granado has done a better job than Kruger ever has, but do don't. Oh, well, I know. <laughs> don't that's, don't that's let this don't let this fool you to think. Oh, we have our next head coach. Please do an extensive, extensive interview process with multiple candidates and have a long, long um, decision making process with a VP of hockey that you will hire eventually. Kevin Adams and Carmanos now. Uh, this I like Granado as a guy. Maybe it's just because I hate Kruger that much that anyone really... Uh, but <laughs> this has the spelling of Ron Rolson Part 2 all over it. I have a bold it. prediction. They're only going to do, besides hiring Granado... Uh, no, they're only gonna in, they're only gonna interview one other person. That's not gonna happen. They're, I just they're gonna, they're gonna like, hire at least three more. They're gonna interview at well, least six head coaches. Well, look how unattractive like that. No, no, position. you, you it's so wrong. unattractive. Is this the head coach of the Sabres right now is unattractive. You have a top four player in the league. There's, there's thirty it's, in a top in a generational. I'm not saying it's the players. It's not it's, that unattractive. It's, it's the personnel. It's, but the hiring today of uh, Carmanos or whatever. It's is a being, start. It's a start. It's a start because. The thing about it, the past few years, they only had one GM in place, one guy, and he was being a puppet to the owners. All right, they, they never came out and said that, but they said that Adams said he was going to go out and hire another assistant or associate GM, which he did. So that's a step in the direction they haven't took in years. I do like his resume. Like he did help the help out the Carolina Hurricanes back in the day. He was also like in a, he was actually a very underrated part of what the of like building what reason why that the Penguins won back to back cups, including the cup in two thousand nine. So I de- like his trajectory, but it seems like they only brought him in because like Kevin Adams just knows him. That's kind of that's kind of yeah, what it what, looks like to me. But in the real world, what job do you get where you don't know somebody? Yeah, that happens a lot though. Like like look <laughs> it's at the all Bills. about who you know. <laughs> look at the Bill situation. How many people came from the Carolina Panthers yeah. in the Bill situation? I couldn't get a job at Office Max without knowing someone. See, see, point, point proven. You know, point yeah. proven right there. I mean, it's it's you, it's all about who you know. I'm just gonna say, just wait, just wait on it. Okay. I mean, I'm not. I, I just. I'm not, I'm not saying this is the best hire ever. No, I mean, I'm not saying. I'm just saying. But this is a step I'm in the saying, right direction. It's a positive. Outlook. I need to wait to see how things turn out. Like it's the it, head coach is going to be more important than this hire. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I mean, for sure. Actually, okay. gonna, I hope it takes like five point one five months. That's what I'm hoping. Well, that's that takes you to training camp. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, but I just think it's compared to where they were last at this time. I think they're in a better spot. I know they're in last place in the league, which I don't give a shit about right now at this point. Because I'm not even looking at wins and losses. Like, anymore. who cares about that? That game last night against Boston was the best game I watched all year. I mean, I mean, I mean, you know, the Austin shootout. They, but they, they they looked like they were going to get run out of the building in the first period. 
something happened in the second period. They came out and matched the physicality. That of the would Bruins, have happened. And all of, yeah, and all of a sudden it was a game. And Boston like almost was like, "What the fuck is going on?" It just shows that they. I know the players won't admit this, but they quit on Kruger. They did 100. percent Oh my god! Yeah. Oh yeah, 100. It will oh, show yeah. because when Kruger, he'll, he'll admit it. <laughs> when Kruger, we'll, get, we'll get Montour's comments after that one of those games where he like gave zero fucks and he's they're like, yeah. "You think something should happen?" He's like, "Yeah, I mean, it's a business. It probably yeah, a change would be nice." Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <you> know, <laughs> It wasn't about him getting traded. It was about Crew getting the fuck out of the Since building. Since Granado took over, you know, they, they came back, like, what, four times from trailing in the third period? Yeah. They yeah. did not do that once. Oh, there's some, fight, yeah. there's some fight now. Darlene's good again. Darlene is good. Oh, really good. Yeah, his yeah. shot, his goal, yeah, she was Yo, sick. that yeah. drag on that blue line, yeah. I love that goal. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was something. But, that uh, was generational. But we should trade him. <laughs> I, was oh. told, I was told by multiple people on Twitter.com that we should trade him. So. Go ahead, trade him, Eichel. You trade Cousins while you're at you it, too. You might as well, yeah. There's no <laughs> point. But anyway, about Eichel's injury, uh, I, we did say something. Uh, I mean, uh, we did say a while back where I'd rather there was definitely something just wrong. Sit out no, September. We, we definitely called the injury. No, we did. I yeah, mean, we, we did. Definitely were ahead of that curve where we said he was definitely banged up. No one wanted to really admit it, but. He, but where are all the people that were saying, "Oh, he, there's a heart problem"? All I all I know is now that it's out that he has a he's had a herniated disc in his neck, shoulder injury, knee injury, ankle, broken ribs, and still had. 18 points in like 2021 20, games. That is, I confirmed top five player in the league. Yeah. And if he's never, in the day he's not in a Sabres jersey, I'm not a Sabres fan. Yeah, I mean, he's. Yeah, there's rumors that he's going to like get traded before that July 1st, 2022 deadline. I don't, or uh, where he gets that roster bonus and he gets his no trade clause goes into effect and stuff. There's no fucking way. No, no he, way. They ain't trading him. Yes, they may listen to offers, but that's just how what teams do to get the value of their players. But. Also, to say there's no heart, that's piece of crap. It's bull- if you say Eichel has no heart, you clearly oh, don't know also, shit about hockey. Also, everything I just said about his injuries, add on to that, playing in the hardest division in hockey with this new division thing for this with COVID year, with, with the worst coach ever. <laughs> and he, he and he still managed, what, a point a game in the 20 games, mm-hmm. 18 games he's played? Yeah. And well, so, let's not forget that last year when they still sucked, he was like an MVP-type season. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. He, he made Victor <laughs> Olofsson look he, like the best rookie yeah. in years. He obliterated every stat he had years prior to last year with two months to go in the season. Yeah. So, I, 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 the Eichel slander, if you got, if anyone out there wants to uh, go at it with us on Twitter about Jack Eichel, we're at Crippling Sports. We'll welcome any challengers. We I, welcome no, the heat. No fucking slander. No, I honestly just want you, instead of like trying to come up with insults and this and that, like. Tell us what you think you're going to get and why it would actually work better than Jack yeah. Eichel. There, we've, we've, we've discussed this openly. We discussed this before we started recording tonight. That there's no scenario in the NHL where Jack Eichel gets traded because no team is giving up that much for Jack Eichel. And we promise, and, and if a trade does happen, we can promise you that we're not going to get that return. No. Ever. Like, no. never. Oh. Also, uh, the return you will get, which will be prospects and picks, I, I just don't be completely shocked out of your mind when they don't work and when none of them are yeah. anywhere close to as good yeah. as Jack I mean, Eichel. I, uh, there's all these <laughs> Ryan O'Reilly. <laughs> I see all these Rangers fans on, online tweeting that they're going to get Eichel, they're going to get Eichel. Well, Rangers fans are under the illusion that they're not going to have to give up Lafreniere and Fox and two first-round picks, probably just to start the conversation. They think we want Zabanajad's weak ass. And Capo or and whatever. Capo and Shosturskin, who sucks ass. Like, you're, you're not getting Jack Eichel for shit. You're going to have to give up your team's probably best player to get Jack Eichel. And most teams aren't doing it. No. Even Colorado, we talked about, who has the, probably the best roster in hockey. You're going to have to give up probably Landeskog, Makar, in a first-round pick. Let's and Grubauer. Let's, and you're probably still not doing that because that's too much of your core you're getting rid of. It doesn't make sense for anybody. I, I, I think Eichel's best suited here. Keep him on the line with Reinhardt. We, like, we signed Reinhardt in the He's going to start off with Skinner, Reinhardt, and... Because Skinner, ever since Kruger got fired, Kruger got fired, Skinner's been a totally different player. He's he's playing like the – I'm not saying he's at the 40-goal caliber guy he was when he first got here, but he's playing a little looser. He feels yeah. like he, he's definitely he's enjoying it more. He's definitely – yeah, he's having fun. I'm he's pretty sure Skinner helped Kruger pack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he scored the last goal. He probably fucking drove him to the airport. <laughs> yeah. The fuck out of town. It was probably one of the burner accounts burning Kruger. He's probably yeah. like fire Ralph Kruger and Kruger. Probably. And, and you're, you're going to see a power play that's going to feature Reinhardt, Eichel, and Cousins, and Darlene, and Risto next year. So Yeah. And that's going to be a nice power play. Well, Risto might get moved. 
I think Risto yeah, could I be an off-season move. I think that's finally going to happen. All right, maybe I mean, not, maybe not Risto. I think Colin Miller. I, I honestly think Risto. No, needs uh, Owen Power. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Or Luke Hughes. I, I think I honestly think Risto needs to get moved just because I think it's better for both parties involved. Like it's just yeah, you know, and it, it just it, hasn't been what we thought for everybody. And it's not a knock on Risto. I just don't think it's worked out. The return could be great, and he could just and go do his thing have somewhere. The defensemen in if they drafted defensemen, they most likely ninety eight percent will first round pick for Risto, possibly. No, oh my no, no, no. second but, round pick. But I'm Probably saying second rounder with the top prospects in the draft being defensemen, and the defensemen, the defense core they have right now here in Buffalo will make it easy for you to trade Risto because yeah. Risto's I, not I a bad think, player. I think you could get a late first. You think so? I think yeah. so. They should trade him for a forward. I'd rather have a veteran guy come in, honestly. I'd rather have someone if, that can contribute immediately. You can make a case that the defenseman's probably like their their strength in a way. Well, yeah, because Borgen and yeah. Bryson have turned yeah, out to be I, very no, nice. Fantastic I mean, they so turned far. out to be really, really good. Those guys are going to be up here full-time next year. So, I mean, it is what it is. McCabe will be back healthy. So, bring in, so bring in that rookie, uh, Powers or Hughes, whoever it turns out to be, and then just I, th- I think, then yeah, trade Risto for a forward. Yeah. Just get a right system. The, and then Definitely could be drafting a guy who's – Maybe not be like a top line HL minute ready, but he may be like a bottom, bottom, like bottom defenseman. Give me, uh, give me Kachuk from Calgary for Risto. Control. That's a player they need. They need a player with that type of uh, Johnny Goudreau. Nah, I take Kachuk over him. I like Kachuk. Screw that. I like the grit Kachuk brings. They need they they need the guy with grit. Maybe I don't know if Goudreau has grit. I know Kachuk does. Yeah. Johnny they, Hockey? Never heard of Johnny Hockey? I know Johnny Hockey. I'm not sure of the grid he has. All right, you know what? I'll give you that. All right. Because Kachuk has been... Yeah, there's like a little bit of nasty... Did you see what he did to Riddich last night? Yeah, I mean... In his first game, he fucking snowed him. That, I mean, that was... Like, oh, he's, someone you, he's someone you hate to play against, but someone you, you love to play it's, for, probably. Well, he's Brad Marchand without being Brad Marchand. Well, he's, we all know how I feel about Brad Marchand. I mean, he's, Kachuk actually yeah. has the size to back that up. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, well, Brad Marchand and uh, Taylor Hawk and... Uh, Touch tips over there in Boston. Yeah. No, oh, I bet she's licking his cheek for sure. <laughs> That's your initiation. Yeah. You got your cheek licked by Marshawn. Yeah. You see, they got mannequins at the Bruins practice that like step in and play like defense for screening and stuff. They drag them around by ropes. <laughs> I saw somebody post a video of them at, on Twitter and it said, "You know, does Brad Marshawn lick the mannequin's face?" <laughs> so, uh, I, fuck you, Brad Marshawn. You guys uh want to transfer over. Yeah, I think it's time. Yeah, that was good. It's a good Sabres talk. I think that's seventeen more minutes, uh, more worth at the. We should even be talking about the Sabres. So wait, hey, come on, don't be disrespectful. Hey, 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 uh, we're, 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 a just, Buffalo, we're a Buffalo sports podcast in spite of Buffalo sports. I'm, come impre- on I'm impressed though. We made it through a Sabres segment without Ritz talking about the Pagulas. <laughs> Holy I, fucking I mean, shit! I think at this point they're irrelevant. At this point, I know they're the owners, but you know. Irrelevant. It's the first time we've talked about the Sabres where he didn't say something. Uh, the Pagulas is the equivalent of Jerry Jones. Okay, let's yeah. move on. <laughs> That's a different conversation. <laughs> All right, so the Buffalo Beals. Um, They're bringing back the Jills. With that train horn, too. Anyway. <laughs> All right, so what we're going to do for this episode, we did um, the mock draft last time, and there's more to come with that in the following episodes, so stay tuned. But for this week... What we're going to do is we're going to go around the table and we're each going to discuss what could potentially be the Bills pick at 30. We each got a few guys that we want to talk about. Um, so anyone in particular want to start? DJ? Yeah, you're the, you're, oh, you'll start? Oh. Yeah, I'll start. Okay. Yes, I'll start. <laughs> Are we going clockwise, counterclockwise? We're going to whatever the fuck whoever I say wants, we do. Whoever wants to go, I don't care. Um, so I think my, my guy I'm going to go with at pick 30 um, is going to be – Najee Harris, running back from Bama. Big body dude. Got the Derrick Henry kind of vibe to him. Um, and I think, honestly, if we get a running back, this is – we'll talk more about this, I think, next time with trades and stuff. But I think my prediction is the Bills have to move up to get him. Yes. It's either him or Etienne. Um, I think I want Harris. So that's why I'm going to talk about Harris. But I think what's going to have to happen is Bean's going to have to mortgage some picks to move up. But I also think at the same time that if Bean moves up and gets a running back of this caliber, the other picks in the draft honestly really don't matter. Um, this is the pick that would probably put them over the top uh, on the team offensively. And everything else you can do, we can coach and get depth and still. There will be cuts and you can add talent and undrafted rookies and all that shit. But I think Najee Harris, is, is, to me, is the pick. I think he puts that offense over the edge. 
Um, if we get them, I, I really think we're going to be unstoppable. You know, I'm, I have to agree with you because I wrote down a few different names for that first pick on that, at 30, um, and Travis Etienne was one of the players I wrote down for the exact reasons you said there. Um, but, I mean, the, there's two other guys I had written down. One was a cornerback. Um, I, I don't think I don't think it's possible, but because he's, I think he might get picked beforehand if they can trade down to get him. But uh, Caleb Farley, I wrote him down. So that's your it, pick. He that's won't be available, but yeah, uh, that's the guy. I would pick him over the other over the second guy I put, but okay. uh, because I feel like they're going to be thin at corner, and I, I know corners are you know they're not they're like they're. They they can actually be um uh, what how do I, an underestimated position in the NFL. <clears throat> um, can never have enough. Yeah, you can never have enough because of the talented receivers now and all of all like the rules that go against corners. So and uh, I think Caleb, from what I've read, he could be a good, solid like. He may not be like your number one guy, but I think for the position that can use him in, he could be a good, uh, reliable person. Yeah, I like the pick if he can stay healthy. Yeah, that's all that. Like the, that's it's like, really all. It's really the only like question stays, mark about Caleb. If Farley. he stays healthy, that is a steal, an yeah. absolute yeah. steal. If he falls to thirty, yeah, I feel like that's got to be a pretty good pick. I mean, and like he'll be the third or fourth guy in the roster, so which might help him. But yeah. he does have a few injuries under his belt, so yeah. that's well, they concerning too. I mean, which and, and you know for the Bills, you know they want guys who are available, so that might be a reason why they won't go that guy that route. So yeah. Um, so I'm going to go back to running backs. I'm going to go with ETN. Uh, I do like Harris better, but I think ETN is a more likely pick. Um, the Bills are a running back away. I know running backs now in the first round, it, it you kind of cringe at it a little bit because of uh, how disposable they are. And you could say, oh, that's too much of a flashy pick. You got to go with, you got to build up the trenches. Well, we, we got that. And I know you can never have enough offensive linemen or defensive linemen, but they really are that they are in a very unique situation where that kind of is all they need offensively. And your quarterback can't be your leading rusher. And in December and January and potentially February, you have to be able to run the ball. You have to be able to have a balanced offense. Um, and Josh Allen can't be your leading rusher. Uh, I mean, even, and even if he is, that's not very sustainable in the NFL. Uh, but ETN anyway, like I said, I think he's the more likely pick who will fall to us. Maybe we trade up a little bit. But he's he's a very good running back himself. I mean, this year he played in 12 games, had 914 rush yards with an average of 5.4 yards per carry, 14 touchdowns, add another 588 receiving yards uh, on 48 receptions. That's 12.3 yards per catch. Um, and both of his sophomore and junior year, he was over 1,600 yards, and also his num- the number of catches for him went up every year, uh, his four years at Clemson. He's a, I mean, he's been in part of a winning program for four years, playing alongside Trevor Lawrence, and a lot of talent that they have there. He's a winner. He's playing in big games, and I think uh, he'd be ready at a young age to help get the Bills to the next level. All right. I'm going to go with I'm going to I'm going to go with uh, actually a piece to help uh, ensure the, de- the the defensive side of the ball. I'm actually going to go with Zayvon Collins. Nice. And that is because in twenty in 2020, he actually won the Best Defensive Player in, in College Football Award, the uh, the Chuck Barnrick Award, and uh, he had uh, he had four set. He had four sacks in 2020, four interceptions, and two pick sixes. And what's really best about him is that he, I think he's like the second best linebacker in the draft. He, he, he can not only do pass coverage, and he, he can actually stay in tight ends, stay on tight ends in space and in zone as well. But he's also a very underrated edge rusher, where he can actually play in a 3-4, where he can actually play as an outside linebacker, but in a, but in a 4-3, he can play in every, every linebacker position, but his most natural position would be the Sam, which is the left outside linebacker, and he'd fit in right in, right in where AJ Klein plays, and he can like make that front seven absolutely nasty. Um, the only knack that they had against him, um, like was that his, um, his vision and his instincts, and that was because he was a late transit. Uh, he was a late transition into linebacker into college. Uh, he was he was originally supposed to play safety and. Uh, strong safety where he actually focused on uh, sub blitz pa- packages and then and so then so honestly he's kind of like that perfect player he's pretty much like a diamond in the rough and Brandon Bean can like turn him into the player that he's supposed to be kind of like Josh Allen in a way but in my opinion I don't think he's 
Like, I don't think he's that raw at all. I think he's, like, the second most polished player, defensive player in the draft, and I think that he can just fit right in and help cover tight ends and help co- and help stop the run, and that was, like, the biggest problem in 2020. So you said second best. So you're saying he's better than uh, Koromoa from Notre Dame? Yes. So, okay, so you'd have Micah Parsons, then Collins. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. And, be- only be- and also because he also, he also had the best pass coverage stats in 2020. I, I like saving Collins over those other guys. No, like, and, and, that, and people were giving him an act because like, of his instincts and vision, but he already had, he had the best pass coverage stats despite having a lot of, like, mis-ta- with all the missed tackles that he did have. So that means he's only going to get better. The potential is just, that, like, Brandon Bean's going to love him because he, he can just dust him off just a bit, and then he, I think he'll be one of the best linebackers in the next couple of years or so. I think they'd have to trade ahead I think they of, would have to trade. Too. They'd have to trade ahead of Cleveland because I think, I think that's their number one target yeah, right now. Yeah, I think Cleveland goes, especially with adding Clowney today. I mean, we yes. On, today is Wednesday, guys, for people don't know. <laughs> so, All right. Uh, do you again, DJ? Yeah. Uh, I got another linebacker. Or, uh, is the edge? I'm sorry. Are we on the second pick now? Yep, yeah, second pick. So my second pick is Carl, Carlos Basham. Junior. That's solid. Okay, um, I had him on my list. Yeah, um, I just think an edge rush at this point. And now this is me going and taking this player with the with the assumption that I'm not trading for a running back. But we all know that I'm trading for a running back, so uh, it is what it is. But uh, Basham, I like him. I think he's physical and quick and strong. I think he can be, you know, I think he can be a good edge rusher there. I, I like that pick at that at that moment, but. I don't. I we'll talk about it more next week. I'm not going to dive into Basham too much because I'm all team trade up for a running back. So <laughs> I don't have much to say about anyone else because that's really where my where my head's at. So know what? I'm actually going to follow the edge train here. Um, I'm actually gonna, my second player is going to be the player that I chose in our first mock draft, uh, Aziz Ajulari, and and that is because I feel like the Bills have had like a an Achilles heel at the edge position since Mario Williams. That's fair. I just think it's just they've. I, I'm, that's not even a knack against Jerry Hughes. Like he's actually very, very underrated. Jerry Hughes, um, even though he he only did have four and a half sacks last year, but he was actually top five in the NFL in win rate and pressures. So he was getting the job done. He was getting the pressures, but it just didn't translate. It's just sacks. it's just getting older. It's he no just one's didn't fault. Translate into sacks, and I and. This is a and I do know that the edge class really isn't that strong this year, but like honestly, I think they're only a premium edge rusher away from like being absolutely because like because in regards to like choosing a corner in the first round, I think it's proven that the Brandon Bean can pick any corner at any point, and then they just turn to stud. Like Levi Wallace was an undrafted free agent, uh, Dane Jackson, Taron Johnson. You can make a case that they they probably have one of the best like slot slot corners in the NFL. And but if they figure out that edge rusher, like I think they'll put their defense completely over the top, and that's kind of where Ajiz Ajulari really fits in. Um, he was actually, I think, he was the statistically the second best player in college football in regards to like production because he had nine sacks. And uh, and what's actually cool about him is that usually players like opt out to like you know you know to stay healthy like to keep the draft stock. He actually didn't. And in his bowl game, he just he absolutely feasted. He had he had two sacks, and he just proved that he just proved that like he's definitely in the top like in the top three in regards to like the edge discussion. I, I just have to throw this in there because it's like we're not again where this is I'm seeing stuff live on Twitter, but Cover One just put out their mock draft and they have uh, Aziz at thirty. First round. So okay, okay. I just want you to know that your pick is if he's in there in a second, it seems like a good pick. Thank you. This is from. Thompson and uh, Bruce exclusive. All right, so I'll put that on my resume. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I'm, <laughs> I'll put that I'm, right on my resume. I'm, I'm seeing this list, and it's a pretty impressive. It's a pretty impressive list. And you're talking about this guy. I didn't mean to cut you off. I just thought. No, it was no, true. no, I thought no. it was interesting. No, no, so, no, um, builds my pedigree. Right. So, the other guy I had for round one. I know Doug, you just talked about uh, corner death and developing that, but I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that. Another guy they could be looking at is Eric Stokes from Georgia. I like that. Okay. Um, he is he's six one. Um, he's very fast. He ran a four two five forty in nine games this year. He had four interceptions. Two of them were pick sixes. Uh, twenty 
Total tackles, 14 solo, 6 assisted, and 8 passes deflected. He's a zone defender but can play man-to-man, so he's very versatile. Something Sean McDermott would like. He can jump underneath routes, and he could also be very helpful on special teams. Um, He can also blitz. Uh, He's a hard tackler. Um, He's had some forced fumbles in there. I think he would do well opposite Trey White and be an addition to that secondary. And I think in that rotation with the defense that Sean McDermott runs, I think that could really um, make opposing offenses um, struggle passing the football, especially if we have full stadiums with a loud home crowd. Um, I I would expect the Bills, if they were to draft him, to be one of the best passing defenses in the NFL next year. Okay. Well, we're doing two picks in the first round. Um, Creed Humphrey. You know what? We'll get to that later, actually, because uh, <laughs> I can have a good spot for him. But uh, no, um, that actually wasn't my, that bad of a pick. But let's keep going. He won't be. He'll be. He won't be a bad pick, but not in the first. But um, Miami may pronounce this dude's name wrong. Um, <laughs> oh, but uh, let's hear it. Kiwitty Pay. Quitty Pay. Quitty Pay. Quitty Pay. Oh my God. Kiwitty. <laughs> uh, we he, we just graduated elementary school, and that is the reason why that he struggled. So I fucking love it. <laughs> Well, um, he was another dude I had written down here, because um, I wrote down three names for the first for the first round. <laughs> so, uh, well, either Travis Etienne, Caleb Farley, this Kiwitty dude. Um, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, well, anyways, uh, I like that uh, a lot of uh, scouts have have him down as an explosive dude. Um, I want to see. He's a he could be a, a good leader in the, in the room. Um, and I think they can use some backup at the defensive tackle position because when Star went down, they I actually did look up. He actually did play inside. Okay. So no, he's he's listed as a defensive tackle. When I was um, what? doing my no, he's an edge. But he he did play inside. Well, anyways, he can um, play as both a four three edge rusher and a three four and tackle. a three four de, which is equivalent of a defensive tackle. Well, I feel like either way, they are thin there, and they can use. The uh, extra bodies, and you know, a lot of times you wanna, you're not really, you know, dra- sometimes you're not drafting for your biggest need, but I feel like that's a small need that they can fill. Some maybe so since he could do that, that's a versatile player on the line, a defensive line that they can use. Um, and with way way he looks, that he can be good help to help like the the run game because I know they've been weak on the run so. Um, this is a good pick. I'm not laughing at you because of the pick. The I'm, pick's good. We're just picking at you because, because of the, the name. You have no pronunciation. You have no pronunciation. Well, yeah. Oh, hang on, Mr. Zemgus Gergensen. <laughs> so I don't even want to hear it. <laughs> you know, yeah, you know, you know I messed Strike. up one name, Strike and one. I and I get the freaking Absolutely, point. absolutely. <laughs> Give your balls a tug. You're not allowed to say that. You don't watch the show. <laughs> I've seen the first two episodes. He's, he doesn't say that in the first two episodes. So give your balls a tug. Anyway, uh, so we're... I'm watching more tonight. So we're going to go to the second round. Uh, we're not going to get as specific here. Um, we're going to list off a few names that we each found and who might be there for the second round. Uh, since I'm already yapping my freaking lips, I'm going to go first. Um, Quincy Roche. He's an edge from Miami. Okay. Um, he had 14 and a half tackles for a loss and four and a half sacks. Miami has a good uh, defensive program usually. Uh, I Just watching this tape, looks very athletic, very fast, and doesn't give up on the play. It's a good um, pick. Yeah. It's so pick. if they go running back in the first round, which I'm hoping they do and that they should do, thank you for that, um, this is, I think, edge would become a priority in the second round. Yes. I agree. All right. Um, you can, I can see that the Miami just has a plethora of edge rushers, but I am going to go with Miami, but I'm going to go with a different position. I'm going to go with Brevin Jordan, tight end, Miami. I like uh, it. Uh, he had 576 yards and seven touchdowns, and I saw him, and he would be an absolute asset next year. He would just he would just fill in right in that tight end position. Dawson Knox has been everything else is below there is but and plus he's also underrated at blocking well and and run blocking i think he would just be i have a i have a tight end for the next round i had one in mind so do i that that's who i had (laughs) yeah i got him for round three (laughs) he got for round two or round two uh this is where i would take um oh my god i just had his name sorry hang on um i this is where i like i think it's a little bit of a reach but this is if i don't get my running back in round one 
Uh, I like Javante Williams. Okay. Too. That'd be a good. I like. like I like. Backup plan. He's a good. Oh, I thought you didn't. Runner. Oh, I thought you didn't like Javante Williams. I don't. But this is where I take him. <laughs> if they're both gone, if, if the they're both, both gone, if the two guys are gone, and you still feel like running back is a need, and you got your edge rusher, you got your corner, your whoever safety. We talked about. Uh, what's his name? We didn't even bring him up. Trevon Morg. <laughs> yeah. We didn't even bring him up, and we thought he could be a potentially first-round pick. So if you get that guy you want in the first round, Javante Williams in round two, sure. I'm okay I, I got a guy at safety later that I think is going to be a steal. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, my, I like Javante Williams here in round two. If This is if we don't move up to get the running back and all that. But. My turn? Yeah. All right, so my guy – so in round two, I actually had another defensive tackle written down if they don't go after that uh, Kuwaiti dude. Um. So my guy, I actually, I actually like this guy better. Actually, to be honest, from what I was reading for a defensive tackle, um, but uh, Jay Tufel, did I pronounce his name right? I hope so. I hope so. Okay, I hope I did. If Jay Tufel is listening, we should butcher that. All right. Well, he 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 goes to USC. If you guys didn't know, but uh, he is a guy that um, and, um that I've been reading that he's explosive off the ball. Um, he um he's usually actually double teamed. Uh, he's been double teamed a lot in his, in his college career, which uh, was actually very beneficial for USC because it let to other guys on the defensive line open to get through. Um, what else is that? <clears throat> he's um, good, good um, three technique position. Oh uh, boy! So uh, I like him a lot. <laughs> Can you elaborate on the three techniques? No, yeah. you can't. No, 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 no. no. I've, I don't want to elaborate. I, I know what it is. I know what it well, is. At least you know what it is. I know. Uh, we don't ask much of you, but at least you know what that. I know is. what it is. There's, there's three and there's two. I mean, there's also four too. So yeah. Um. Can we go any farther? No. Okay. Please don't. Okay. Did um. You, did you do your second round pick? He did. Oh, okay. Can I just throw one out there for an honorable mention? Yeah. Creed Humphrey. Because oh, I, I think I, we I actually, actually think he can slide it's around. It's actually too, a good. So. No, I watched his interview on NFL Network. Um, yeah. He has yet to allow a sack, and Mitch Morse is getting old. He has one year left on his contract. He, they get him in the second I don't round. think they'd bring him back. That would be an I, absolute I, I, steal. I had stuff to say about that. I think he can slide. I, that, so. was my, that was my third pick. Well, you can talk about it more. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, he's yeah. not going to the third I round. I don't think he's going to the third round. I think. Well, I wanted to pick him here, but a lot of people. I'll go. I'll, he I'll might go, go in the first no, round. His stock's actually going out to me in the first round, so we weren't that he, off. Which he is, would, thank God. He would be, I think, the worst he, uh, early to mid second round. I, I think. I think. Yeah, I think I've seen him in a lot of mocks lately, falling to the second. Can I? Can I be blatant here? I actually wanted to pick him here, but all like the like the research I did was projecting him at like a hundred, like one hundred nine. No, I don't, think, I don't so. think he's going so that far down. That's why I was saving him. But um, you know what? Can I put him here instead? Because I, I instead of that, that why the frick not? Well, I mean, we just did honorable mention, so yeah, yeah. I'm sure you can. Well, because I, I I feel like from what I'm reading, he could be that guy that steps in for Mitch Morse after Mitch Morse is gone. Yeah, 100. Uh, percent I just said that five minutes ago, but okay. Yeah, this is, this well, is a I good mean, Creed Humphrey. If you, I thought it was a good pick here. The the guy actually is good at like finishing plays, like especially on the run game and he's everything. A fucking monster, you see? Yeah. Him? yeah. Oh no, he's, he's a fucking no no monster. he would have. Because they actually had the fourth worst uh, run blocking, he would go in there and and the reason why that because Mitch Morris had head injuries, John Feliciano had injuries, he would fit in and then they, they would, not only youth but they can that because I know we did give a knack in the running backs, but they fix that offensive line that I think would be dangerous. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather have them pick this this guy over that Jay dude I mentioned earlier. So Jay, yeah, fuck you, Jay. <laughs> um, Gabe, you want to go round three since we both got the same pick? We'll, we'll do Hunter Long. You can do Hunter Long. I don't want to do it. You can do it. Uh, I, I just actually, know it's interesting that we both have there's actually, here three. There's actually someone else I'd rather there's, – there's a few people I'd rather talk about. I'm just going to okay. give a few details on a few guys that I think could go between 94 and 145, which is our third-round pick and our early fifth-round pick. Um, a safety from Pittsburgh, Paris Ford. He is a box safety, but he's very athletic. Um, he's he's – He's a box safety, but he's also a ball hawk, and he's a tackling machine. He's all over. I think he would be an absolute steal in the third or fourth round. I think he could be that hybrid linebacker guy, DJ, that you want for tight ends. Uh, he's athletic. He's fast. He's strong. He's not scared to go in the middle and try to tackle a tight end or running back, and he's not even scared to blitz, and he's still got uh, very good ball vision. I think he would fit very well in that defense learning from Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. So he wouldn't have to start right away. You could put him in some packages. I think he'd be great there. 
Another guy that I think is good, I know our strongest asset right now uh, is receiver, but I like for them Marquez Stevenson. He is the fastest receiver in this draft uh, from Houston. And with Emmanuel Sanders being a one-year thing and Cole Beasley getting older, being a slot guy, and Diggs, Diggs is, you know, top three receiver in the league. But I think this guy could be your deep threat that could finally unleash Josh Allen's deep ball. I know Diggs can do that, but I don't want Diggs doing that, quite frankly, or at least not that often. This guy is a burner. Uh, you literally, even if he's a one-trick pony, he'd be very good at it, especially on this offense if he's like your fourth or fifth receiving option to just open the field up even more. And this could even make this can make Stephon Diggs' life even better. And he, yeah. if he had a great year last year, uh, if you had this guy to open up the field with time, I think that would be absolutely amazing for that offense. You'd, you'd be talking about such a versatile – if they got that running back and this guy, you're talking – I mean, endless, you could have fun with your offense. You could do whatever you want. Um, I can agree that wide receiver is a very low-key need. Yeah, I mean, because – Very low-key. Beasley, I don't think – I mean, he's he's older. I mean, I think he'll be here as long as possible. Yeah. Um, Dix is your number one for many years. Uh, that's perfect. Um, but uh, John Brown's gone. Emmanuel Sanders is not long-term. No, that's only one Gabriel year. Davis, okay, is, is, yeah, is no, long-term. He's a solid number two. But uh, this guy is a speedster, and I think that would be a great addition. Um, did I have anyone else? Oh, um, if you can get him, Sean Wade from Ohio State, I wouldn't mind him okay, later. Okay. And Monty Rice, Georgia linebacker, just for depth, I think would be a good pick. Um, so, yeah, that's the, the main guys I wanted. Oh, also, if they can't get a running back in the first round, DJ, you had Javonta Williams. I like Trey Sermon from Ohio State. Oh, oh yeah, um, yeah. I think he's a baller, and he'll be there in, like, the third, fourth round. So, yep, that's I actually. Th- that's my grid. That's those are my meat and potatoes picks. I, I, <laughs> Spaghetti meatball picks. Well, I don't want to include everyone. I think he has the best vision out of all the NFL line, all the, all the prospects. But before we get to my pick, a word from our sponsor. Hey, table breakers! This episode is brought to you by TC Wheelers, uh, the best pizza of food in Western New York. Not only do they have bomb ass pizza, but they also have subs, calzones, appetizers salads and what i consider the best wings of western new york you can order them right now at a www.tcwheelers.com or if you're a bit more old-fashioned you can give them a ring at 716-692-3632 tc wheelers go get them okay and for the third round i am going to go with i did say before that like they're really good at like picking corners like in like the mid rounds to help fill in those spots i'm actually going to go with uh, aaron robinson a cornerback. I wrote him down. UCF. And uh, he didn't have any interceptions in 2020, but he but he was actually... The whole reason why that he's up the board to where he is is because he's very underrated as his own corner. He's actually very... He can go into certain blitz packages, and I, and I think he can just go in there and, like, and pretty much work on the, the CB2 position, and then Levi Wallace can, like, be, like... He can pretty much do, like, a rotationary thing with Levi Wallace. So, and then... I think if they do that, they find that player to like to fill in to deal with the wide receiver two in the opposing team. I feel like that would just put them over the edge. Who's our? Oh my god, why is his name escaping me? Who's our nickel corner? Taron Johnson. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Because I. I mean, he he's a name. Don't forget. I think he'll be very important to this defense going forward. He's coming to his own. But yeah. For I'm sure. not really hating on Levi Wallace, but I mean the more corn. I mean, like the same thing as wide receivers, like the more corners. The I mean, and also you got. I mean, is Levi Wallace ever going to get a long term extension here? Yeah, no, 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 no. So, no. Um, so the guy I, I have written down here um, is actually from when I looked, he might be a reach, but from my impression of him, could be actually this might be a good spot. Um, so I know I mentioned I think that he should go running back in the first round of Travis Etienne, but have but if they don't. This guy could be a good fill-in for, uh, like, you know, cause if, say that cause they moved on from TJ Alden. I know they got Matthew Brieta, but this guy I written down, um, Dimitri Felton, Dimitri Felton, uh, from, uh, uh, was it LSU? No. Yo, UCLA, sorry. From UCLA. He's um, a good, um, he's a running back, but he's a good um, receiving back. Um, he's got some good speed. Um, he, he's good at making defenders miss defenders miss in like the open field so he could be a good utility back if you, know, you know what I'm saying like how they use like TGL in the past um, some guy they could probably put like out there in special teams that they need to like 
because I was reading his stats from last year. He had over 600 yards on 122 carries, and in receiving, he had over over 100, he had 169 yards and 22 receptions. Um, so I feel like he'd be a good late round, middle round. I know third round's like the middle of the draft, so I think I feel like he'd be a decent pick here, third or fourth round. But I think this is where they can go here. Okay. All right. I got. I only got two more picks, so I got number ninety-three. Um, I had the Bills taking Trill Williams, corner from Syracuse. Okay. Corners a need. They actually had. A, they had a very underrated secondary. I know. Yeah. I know their safety Cisco is like projected in the top fifty. Yeah. Like they. They. I just think you guys have t- touched on it. I'm not going to go too far in depth with it, but we need a cor- we need corner depth. Why not? Um, and then the other guy I have here at one sixty-one. Um, Gabe already talked about him, so I'm not going to go even more into him. Sean Wade from, right? Ohio State, yeah. Yeah. Ohio State, um, obviously, again, corner being a need for depth. And those are two guys I like. And if they're there at those those picks, I like it. So, yeah, Trill Williams and Sean Wade. Sorry, not bad guys. I, I don't have. I don't have. No, numbers. I mean, I don't have numbers for you guys. I'm not a numbers, I'm not a numbers guy. I don't I mean, pretend to be a numbers guy. Hey, I mean, we're here trying to project the ninety something, hundred something pick. I mean, that's hard yeah. to do. Um, I actually have one more guy on my list. OJ Simpson. Uh, yeah. In honor of our thirty second <laughs> episode. The thirty second episode. We love you, Juice. <laughs> Absolutely, Juice. Hey, Twitter world. Yours truly. I like oh, we are canceled. Best, best <laughs> bill of all time. You're going to judge me. What was the offensive line called? Electric Avenue? Electric Company. No, Electric uh, Company. Oh, yeah, the, the offensive line, uh, Electric Company. Okay, well, <laughs> but in regards to make our line, hopefully, uh, in regards to maybe... Also, uh, fuck that. I'm offended for a second. <laughs> that was in, like, 1960. Doug. I'm only 35. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, you know, it took me a second oh, to process. Like, you know, wait, 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 what a way for us to show our age. Jeez, it's not nice, dog. Make fun of the elderly. I didn't want it. Yeah, yeah. He wanted it to be Electric Avenue so he could do the fucking dance. We, we already have DJ, we already have DJ's wheelchair well, in the other room. Yeah. DJ's gonna electrocute you. <laughs> <laughs> keep talking like that. I feel like the world would be better off anyway. But All in, right. But in regards to the offensive line, I'm actually gonna go with uh, a very underrated guy, Kendrick Green, guard, Illinois. He was one of the best defensive linemen in the Big Ten. You really can't go wrong with a defensive lineman in the Big Ten. Like, you know, those, like no, they those just, guys are built they're, they're, they're Those Midwestern boys, they just come in there like crops, and they're just ready to go. Ow. They're ready, to block, ready for block for your quarterback, uh, Big Ten uh, lineman. But, but in all seriousness, he was one of the best run-blocking linemen in college football. And uh, the reason why he fell so far is because he had a couple injuries so far, and... Cody Ford has not really lived up to expectations. Like it's just like with injury issues, and then like I like Feliciano. I really like him a lot, but he. I know they did restructure his contract. He's and, aging. I mean, he's aging. And but. how do you pronounce it? Eek Boger is that how you pronounce it? Bodiger. Bodiger. Yeah, yeah, Bodiger. Yeah, but he, he, he's. Oh, he was now. Like, who can't talk? <laughs> But anyway, he was he was actually a really good he was a good player for them down the stretch. But in regards to athleticism, like he, he has many many liabilities, Bodiger. But he can do everything. Is it Bodiger? Isn't a Bucker? <laughs> no wait, we're gonna call him Bucker now. But isn't a Bucker? Be honest though. No, no, no. Wait, it's Bodiger. Okay, Bodiger. Okay. We just got elementary school. Sorry, folks. Holy but, shit. Oh, my fucking God. But he is a great zone blocker. He can, like, he would just add so much athleticism to that line. I think that. Because we've been dissing the running the running backs, but once they cheer up the uh, the run blocking. No. Devin Singletary is not the running back. Sky's the limit. No. Yeah, no. I don't think he plays out as rookie contract. I didn't He'll say. the rookie I didn't, contract. I didn't say he was the running back, but the interior line. He, I mean, if they, some. if they trade up for a running back, he might be included in that trade. He might very well yeah. be. I don't see him making the roster this year if we draft a running back. Yeah. Also, RP to Rick's pick. Uh, uh, the Cardinals will not be picking Najee Harris because uh, they they just picked up James Conner. Yeah. And All right. Well, I, you're acting like the other 31 picks are spot on. Just calm down. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean Kyle Pitts isn't going three? <laughs> guys. What do you mean no, no, Humphrey's no. not going the first round? <laughs> no, because that was, I was just saying that was a good pick by That was just a good pick by Reds, and it's just dead. But yeah, and that's it, but yeah, that pick is dead. Yeah, yeah, oh. that pick is dead. Now it looks like Dolphins at eighteen. That's yeah. where that's, that's where, where running, running backs, backs start. start that, that's who I was who I had for them. That's eighteen. So that's why I think the Bills have to trade up. I mean, I think they'll find a way to do it. 
I think I I agree with you. Oh, sure I think, they will. I think I think that's what they want. I honestly think that's what they want a running back. I think that's what they want. I think teams like the Colts, who you know are a good team, they they they're willing to. Tr- they don't have any like holes. They don't have huge holes that 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 they need to use that pick on. They'll trade back. To and just get more picks and just add depth. Yeah. So it, they'll be in position to get one of them. I think they. Like, we'll talk about it next week. We we we. Well, I, I did. I did see some rumors that the Colts might actually trade up for right tackle because uh, their tackle Anthony Costanzo retired. So right. They, oh, they, right. they want to make sure that they ensure. They might not have to trade up. Yeah, they could get somebody at. It depends. They could get somebody at thirty. Because, they could get uh, the, the stock because uh, Tevin Jenkins' uh, draft stock is going way up. I don't know if he'll go higher than twenty-one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's just a rumor that I saw. But yeah, I'm I mean, not hey. saying like, oh yeah, I'm in the, I'm in the Colts draft room, guys. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm definitely team running. Back, I would expect so. I would expect the Cardinals. Uh, that's definitely an offensive line pick. Okay. Yeah, I believe for sure. Yeah, yeah. I really th- I really think the first running back we're going to see is going to be Najee at yeah. 18. Yeah, probably. And then I think the Bills are going to be like, not oh shit, but I think they're going to start making. I think that Bean's going to call before the draft even starts to get to set the seed and see what he can get the feelers out there for moving up. I, but I think I'm not going to lie up. though. Once he goes, let's say he goes to 18, Najee, I don't know if anyone else, like, I don't Pittsburgh. know if I see a lot of them taking Pittsburgh, ETN. Pittsburgh taking ETN. I, I don't think They're so. They're taking ETN. I feel like they have, I feel they have like, to. I feel like they have way other needs, though. They do, but I just don't, they got rid well, of Connor. Their thing, though, they develop skill positions in later rounds. They could gra- they're probably going to grab, like, well, a stud in the third round. The thing about sometimes yeah. in their draft, teams just go best available, too. Yeah. They don't I mean, if, ETN, if you're Pittsburgh and ETN's there, how do you not take him? I mean, it, it, it's really we're not going to know until the draft falls down. I mean, they, they did. Defensive line. They wouldn't no. even pay James Conner one million, so maybe they have that planned. But who maybe, knows? Maybe they go. After. But I mean, and it all could shake up too. If Miami doesn't take Najee at eighteen, then all of a sudden it's a wide open game almost for the Bills. They still need to replace Bud Dupree. But um, Jets take Jets would go running back. Oh, they'll probably get running back. So well, still, I don't know. I, I mean, the Jets. I definitely don't want to see Najee Harris twice a year, though, if I'm the Bills and they have to play against them. Okay, they're, okay, the Jets' line is so terrible that it won't even matter. Well, it doesn't matter. What about, yeah, the, the, what about the Finns, though? The, yeah. Uh, I'm talking about in the case for the Jets. Oh, yeah. but in the case, actually, If, if, if Najee Harris goes to the Jets, he, he won't. I mean, if you, if you have to pick one, you're picking the Jets, not the Finns. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, okay. Yeah, you, don't okay. Want, you don't want the Dolphins to get any better. They're going to be good. No, they're, so. no, no. They're, they're you probably, know why we're going to New England? Because New England, you know, they always have something like sneak up. There's, a good, uh, no, 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 there's no, a good no, chance no, Miami, no. with what they already have, they add two top offensive talents. Yeah, they're going to. I mean, they could so. realistically probably get Kyle Pitts if they want him. Potentially, that would be at least Jamar Chase. At I least would say. Jamar Chase. I mean, your worst case scenario is Jamar Chase. Yeah, Jesus Miami's Christ. Gonna be and then you're going to no, 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 no. Harris. The worst case scenario is Devonta Smith. In that case, so you literally get you get the cream oh, yeah. of the, you get the cream of the crop, Devonta Smith or Jamar Chase. Yeah, I think they're going. I think they're going to get Jamar. Yeah, Chase. Jamar Chase. And I think it's the other pick. They could go Devonta Smith, so Tua gets his buddy. Nah, but. I don't know. I, st- I think Najee, I think Jamar Chase is just better. I, mean, I all, do too. But, I just but, think but, Jamar Chase is better. You know better. what? No, all I'm saying is that there are ta- there's talk Tua's around, the future. There's a talk in around Miami. the corner that Tua might not be the guy. There's talk around that corner. I don't, I know, how, I don't know how you can, uh, if we if we were judging Tua, like I know we're not. I'm, I'm not saying that. That's no, just I know. I hear, I hear the same shit. It's, and I I was, I bashed the shit out of Tua on this podcast when we first started. I know. I was, next to, I was next to you. So, I, But the thing with Tua is, like, especially seeing Josh's progression in year three is like, Two has only played like six games, and he shouldn't have even been thrown in there. So oh, I no think way. I I think there's still development to happen, but adding weapons like a Naj, like a Najee Harris. Oh, for sure. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not denying that. At all. I'm not denying that. They're gonna make the team good enough to where he just has to be yeah. decent. Don't yeah. turn the ball over. And, and then they're gonna be good. If he, he's not the guy, they're smart. They got assets for future drafts or so. free agent quarterbacks. That too. <laughs> I mean, any quarterback's going to see these weapons and be like, holy shit, give me to Miami. Call my agent and give me to Miami. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. For real. No, we have, it looks like he's going to yeah. be out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they want, it looks like long term they want him gone. It's weird. Yeah. I know. They're, I mean, they're know, stupid. It's very weird. You don't draft a quarterback in the first round and not think that. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Sorry, Packers fans. Well, I, I mean, I, I, their I, I, their I, brains aren't all there, no, so it's okay. No, yeah, I mean, and I and I don't like Tua. I was the I'll be the first to admit I don't like Tua, but I just think it's too early. If we would have given up on Josh Allen after six games, where would he be? Where would he? Be? We would have uh, Davis. That's, that's that. what I'm saying. Like, so it's like I can't, people who are saying that okay, this this guy's like give him time. Also, look at if you're Jamar Chase and you go there, what a perfect situation. Devontae Parker's already there. They signed Will Fuller for one year. You're starting. You could be the three. You could be the two, depending on where you are to start a camp. And then by the by mid season, you're the one yeah. probably. 
because you have the time to get in there and like and no I mean, that's perfect I mean, I mean imagine Najee Harris is the running back I mean that's oh. absurd it really is and you're talking potentially the, the rookie of the year or uh, yeah rookie of the year We're both rookie of the years on the same team on the same team that's crazy. Yeah. You, you got to factor in like Trevor Lawrence and Miami. That, but, yeah. I think we've been saying for a while that Miami is going to be a real threat. Yeah, I, Miami. Miami is definitely the more of a threat. The best, like the, yeah, I don't think New England's a threat. Anymore. They already had the best defense. If Tua just if you're just it up if, just a if, bit if more, if you're just tuning in, welcome to this Miami Dolphins podcast. Well, <laughs> you, can't, you can't. It's, it's unbiased it's to constantly say the Bills are going to be on the team forever. Miami's no. got no. a good roster. They're going to. This I is going to be a discussion this, throughout the I year. I think this is the most up for grabs that the AFC East has been. Yeah, the Dolphins are definitely the team to watch. If there's yeah. going to be anyone that gives and us a run, because like last year, time. last year was ours for the last taking. year was yeah. it was the it Bills was week for, one. Yeah, it, it was ours. Yeah, because maybe maybe week two after they beat the Dolphins, but yeah. I like, watch out. The Dolphins are going to be tough. The AFC, the, the AFC East is going to be actually one of the best. Yeah, we, we, we you know should, what? I say right now, the AFC East is going to be one of the best divisions in football next year. No way. No, no way. Because the, the Patriots are going to The Jets too. aren't there yet, and, and until the Patriots get a quarterback, yeah. nah. Yeah, can't do the ball six years. We're talking, up, we're talking up two teams out of four, and they're not going to be the best division. Although, I will, whether it's this year or Bill, he's building it back. Yeah. I hate to tell you, he's building it back. If he trades up and gets Justin Fields, then it's a little different. Maybe story. in 2022. That would, be, they, that would put them over the top. If, it's, if it's not this year, next year, yeah, I'm they'll a fish, be back. I'm actually officially on the Justin Fields train, but that's just me. So we're talking 2022. There's a three very good football teams in the AFC East. Yes. And then there's one. And then there's that team in New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking scum. Also, guys. congratulations to Sam Darnold on the best thing that could have ever happened to you. Shout out to Sam Darnold, baby. They're going to get Panay Suell, and they're going to be Sam in good shape. Uh, we always believed in you, Sam. We knew that you We actually do like Sam Darnold. Yeah, we actually, we actually have nothing against Sam Darnold. We, we actually hey, do well, like I, Sam I like him now. He's I don't, not anymore. I don't like his mole. But What's great, too, is now the Bills have him in their farm system. So at some point, Sam Darnold will be back <laughs> up to the Bills to Josh Allen. Him and That's just the way it goes. They trade together in the offseason, and they're good friends. They're probably going to meet up in Carolina. Yeah, this is a great scenario for the Bills here. He is in the farm system. <laughs> so in like three years when it doesn't work out in Carolina, guess who the Bills' backup's going to be? Sam Darnold. I'm just, I mean, I'm just picturing the Family Matters theme song and you're just seeing Josh Allen, <laughs> Sam Darnold, and Trubisky. Can we do oh, that? Oh, Trubisky. Do you I, need to do that for the intro? I, okay, I'm doing it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you do. Starring Josh Allen, no. uh, Mitch Trubisky, and coming soon, Sam Darnold. Send her that time to special guest star. Okay, no, what? That's going to be on our Twitter next week. Uh, that, yeah, is my, that's that's my, uh, that is my project. Oh, I love, <laughs> I love this part of the episode. That might be our no, no, that'll be our intro. Yeah, that's, that's got to be something. It's got to be anything. Yeah, that could be our in, that could be our intro for that yeah, week. We're, 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 we're definitely year. big Darnold guys no, here. No, Darnold, yeah. Hey, uh, he ain't Jay anymore. That's we, all that matters. We love the draft. We love no, the no, draft, no, no, and no. we can't wait to uh, cap this off uh, with the coming episodes. Yeah, and, yeah. And two, two weeks from now, we're taking yeah. next week off. Yeah, but not, the week after, we will uh, we'll come back strong with the official mock draft with trades included. So. Because honestly, I mean, this is this is fun shit. If you don't like it, then I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, no, people, I mean, no, people we get should a hoot. be all right right now. People get a hoot out of this. They love, Good. They love, especially because we're four idiots that don't know shit. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> and then when we're right, it's going to be hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Not on all of them, <laughs> hey, on some of them. When yeah. Creed Humphrey goes in the first round, you got you guys will all be looking at me. Uh, we'll give I you know. a pat on the back. I know. I th- I throw out that where the Bill should sign Mr. Bisky like as a fucking. And a dartboard that's the size of the moon, and it fucking landed. <laughs> like, what the fuck? You know, if Creed Humphrey goes in the first round, I need you to make a meme of his face on Leonardo DiCaprio's head, uh, on and Leonardo DiCaprio's oh. body where he's like got the uh, the martini glass, and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> I already okay. That's two projects. So. All right, you're gonna have to remind me because I have the memory of a fish. But yeah, all he has to do is go in the first round. That's all he has to do. Oh, I know man. I picked him to go to the Steelers. No, but you what, know what? He's probably he might getting, actually go to the Steelers. He's getting mocked to go to the Steelers. When, <laughs> when we live stream and that happens, we will actually cheer for you. All right. <laughs> Does anyone else have anything stupid they want to say today? <laughs> Jack, I'm uh, to get traded. Oh uh, my god. Uh, um, Dylan Cousins should get traded for uh, a second round pick somewhere. That should be all right. Uh, the Sabres are playing with heart, so they really shouldn't do anything. They just keep how it is. Bring back Ralph Kruger. If we're talking stupid you, shit. You, you know, uh, no, I'm not even going to lie. That one's too far. I crossed the line. Yeah. All right. You know, you, you know, you know <laughs> trade for Ryan Miller. Can bring him back here. That's, That's what reverses the curse. I talked about this. You bring back Ryan Miller, you reverse the curse. It's over. He was the, he was the first domino. He's the first domino to fall. We traded Ryan Miller and shit hit the fan. 
All right, I'm ending the episode. Um, oh, fuck that! <laughs> Let's go. Uh, pick a list up. You know, um, trade oh. <laughs> You know, you know, Carter Hunt for Ryan Miller ain't a bad trade. Jesus Christ. Uh, pick a list up. Whatever brain cells you have left, uh, use them to uh, go on your phone and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Crippling Sports. YouTube, subscribe to us on YouTube. Oh, yeah, that as well. Yeah, and remember to follow and subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, anywhere you can listen to get your weekly dose of mediocrity. And fucking tweet at us. We want to yeah. interact. Yeah. We want to yell at you for being and stupid. Also, leave us a beautiful review on Apple Podcasts if you want to. All right. On behalf of Creed Humphrey and the Miami Dolphins fan base, uh, <laughs> <laughs> crippling mediocrity out. <laughs>